Ladies and gentlemen, uh, episode, I don't know, is this really considered an episode well, now? Because now this is kind of not what we normally do. Yeah, no, we're doing <laughs> something a little bit differently, everybody. Uh, we're taking like a small smidgen of a break from spooky, scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 no, I mean, like, by the, <laughs> by the time that this comes out, it'll be like in between all of it. So yeah. it, it's not going to really matter. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually going to talk about a current movie that is still in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have heard of it, starring Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Todd. Phillips called Kung Fu Panda 5 <laughs> A coming of age tale <laughs> uh, We're gonna be talking about Joker Yeah Because It's uh, fucking awesome It was fantastic <laughs> really like I mean we haven't We haven't discussed anything So I'm very So, so very here's excited. the question Because of this though Like I mean Spoiler warning or? Yeah for sure Spoiler warning We're okay. gonna talk about everything So if you haven't seen the movie yet And you don't wanna know Any spoilers Then don't listen to this It's been a week I, I usually give people Like a week before I'm like fuck it I can talk about it Yeah like, I'm, do- I'm done I'm done Worrying about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about uh, this. Full-blown spoiler for sure. We're going to talk about it in detail, but obviously we're not going to be able to go through it scene by scene, so this is going to be a little bit more of like an organic probably yeah. type conversation. It's we're going to see like how this goes. A little bit smaller too, probably yeah. less, a little bit less than our normal like hour and 30 minute mark. Yeah, uh, and that's it. So uh, first though, I want to talk about Joaquin Phoenix himself. Well, I mean, you said that you want to talk about your movie theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before we get into anything, my movie theater experience. Yeah. So I went to the AMC in Middletown. Fucking fantastic movie theater. Is it's that your so, first time there? Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Oh, wow. They, yeah, I've, I actually, surprise fact, I actually did some of the, all the, like, the reclining <laughs> chairs. I'm serious. <laughs> really? I'm so, so serious. Yeah, some of the reclining chairs. Like, you know how they have <laughs> the, the electric uh, chairs? I, when I was doing, like, electrical work years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had that job. Oh, that's so cool. I did those. So your your that's ass frank- your ass should thank me. <laughs> that's a frank fact. <laughs> yeah, it was a little hard. Uh, <laughs> a little bit hard of a seat. No, but really cool though. Like I really like I've never been in that before. Where it's like you can put up the seat and kind of like cuddle with somebody and like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have anybody. But <laughs> did you go alone? Who'd you go with? I went with my girlfriend, my d- <laughs> my dad, my brother, and his girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, I went to a smaller theater. I, mm-hmm. did, I don't really go to like the AMCs or anything like that anymore. I, got, I went to a smaller theater called Story Screen in Beacon. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It's only got three theaters in it. So the way that they do it is they... It's a lot be- more intimate. It's a lot more intimate. Uh, again, I was telling you that you can get like alcohol there. They sell like beer, you know, and it's not nearly as like overly priced as like the AMCs and Regals and stuff like that. And... Yeah, it was a lot more personal. Like I actually had like a, like a, a pretty good one-on-one conversation like with the girl who was mm-hmm. like the manager of the place, mm-hmm. and we were talking about movies. We were talking about the lighthouse, which you know, God, very. They, they're, they're like they're trying to figure out if they're gonna be able to get it or not because I don't know. Like it's really up to them. I, it's up to like however mm-hmm. the studio allows them or whatnot. So uh, I would hope so for you. I hope sake. so too. I really really like that theater. It was really cool. Um, the theater was pretty small. It was only like seventy-seven seats, I think they said. So it wasn't like a super big theater, and it was just it was like you said like a lot more intimate i really mm. liked it though it was really cool um and then i didn't have like the stereotypical like trailers that you probably got i had a, i had like i had, l- I had like a local i had like local trailers and they probably <laughs> went for like 15 minutes yeah what you told me just now about like the no smoking thing yeah there's no smoking thing was just so funny yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so that was really cool i think that was basically it. and I, I just i don't know the people that i went with were like very for the most part like pretty like respectful like everybody went in mm-hmm. there like kind of 
as you know it wasn't like i didn't have like kids in there you know like like on their cell phones or anything like that into there because i don't know about you but for me they id'd everybody and they they? put on there that like joker is not a comic book movie it's a mature movie you must be 18 or older to see this Mm, that's interesting no they didn't do that they were like yeah sure that's fine didn't but they did id me for the beer so (laughs) (laughs) would have been a lot cooler if they didn't (laughs) um and that's basically it so let's talk about Joker. Ooh, man, Joaquin Phoenix is fucking good in this. I mean, he's always. Just... Do you do you think? Yes. Because I don't know if you saw Dark Knight. Do you think yes. at this point that was the Heath Ledger? He beat Heath Ledger, and he's um, the new. Prince. I don't really think that the new clown prince of Gotham. I don't really want to compare them. I mean, mm-hmm. look, Jared Leto, trash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's always gonna be the bottom tier of Joker. Y- yeah. Uh, Which he was pretty pissed about this movie. I don't know if you knew. No. Yeah, he, he when he found out because he got signed on to do like a Joker movie or at least another one like with Suicide Squad. Well, that's garbage. And, yeah, and then he was pretty pissed that they took out most of the stuff in Suicide Squad that was Joker. So when they made this movie and they cast Joaquin Phoenix, he got super pissed off and was like, "Well, what the fuck? Like Warner Brothers, like we had a deal. I was gonna be Joker for a while, and didn't go over too well for you. No, no, it did not." I did not. I did not like him as the Joker at all. I didn't like his acting as the Joker, the writing. I mean, that's not on him. That's on like you know whoever wrote that yeah. and all that. So I mean, that's not his fault. But Which sucks because I, I like Jared Leto as. I an actor. don't. I really don't. Really? I don't really care for him. Honestly, I thought he was like. I, I don't know. I just don't really. I like. <laughs> I, I like him in like Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, well, he has no lines really. Yeah, in that's Club. why I like him. <laughs> and he also gets the shit kicked out of him. Get the shit beat uh, out. Of yeah, him. but Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin um, Phoenix. And compa- I don't know. Again, I wouldn't really compare. I don't really want to compare him to Heath Ledger. I don't mm. think so. I think Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is probably. I don't think anybody is ever going to outdo that. To okay. be completely honest, but I also you got to recognize that it's a very different movie. Yeah, this is a very. It's crazy too because it's like it's such a dark, incredibly sad story of the Joker. Yeah. Where even though he's a mass murderer, you get behind him and you you kind of like you see his point of view and, like, why everything's so fucked up and, yeah. like, where he's kind of coming from, which yeah. always, to me, like, makes a villain is, like... And I think I've mentioned this before, too. Like, if I can see where you're coming from and I see, like, your morals are wrong but your ideas are correct, you you win as a as a villain. Yeah, you're... Yeah, exactly. Villains that have more of a... I guess... I guess I would say realistic... Yeah, like aspect to them, you know what I mean? Again, yeah, like we talked very... about, like Thanos and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. Thanos, uh, you know, he's a big CGI purple guy, <laughs> but I mean, his... he has good. He has a good idea. As I, a I villain, thought his idea like... like made the most sense out of like all the other Marvel garbage movies that they make. So, uh... Killmonger was cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't care for him. Yeah, we uh, talked about this. Yeah, we did. Um. So anyway, let's let's stick to this. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, my God. I mean, he is one of my favorite actors Mm -hmm. currently working, and I am so, so happy that, like, I am alive to (laughs) To witness him him on, like, the big screen and, like, watch his career go and the roles that he takes. And in his prime. Yeah, exactly, because I personally think that Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors working in Hollywood right now, Mm -hmm. and... You got a guy who really truly does struggle with mental illness Mm -hmm. to play a character who is truly struggling with a mental illness. Yeah. 
And I mean, just that alone, like seeing that on screen is like, you can see like where he put like his all into each yeah, scene. Yeah. Like he really, he understands like who the character is and he wants to do like everything he can. Like just from like the small little, like subtle kind of like looks that he gives mm-hmm. to, throughout the movie mm-hmm. and like how he constantly like kind of like looks at himself in the mirror and tries to like, like even the opening act where like he's messing around with his face and yeah. he's trying to like, he's putting his fingers in his mouth. And the to make single him smile. tear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Un- unbelievable oh. unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah and then I-, I was actually very nervous going not not really so much going into it because i just kept hearing such amazing things so i was like okay like they i guess they must have done it justice mm-hmm. but like a few months before this movie got released i was pretty nervous about it because i was kind of iffy on if todd phillips could truly write and direct Mm-hmm. such a serious movie because he doesn't tend to do that. I mean, do you know Todd Phillips' like filmography? I know the name. I don't know his So stuff. he basically is known for the Hangover trilogy. Oh, God, and no. <laughs> he, did, he did Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. and oh. Zach Galifianakis. Oh. He did... But then he did... like I think like his most recent... I believe his most recent film that he did that wasn't really a comedy. It had like some comedic elements, but for the most part was actually pretty serious was War Dogs with Miles Teller and... Was it Brett? No, that's not Brad Pitt. No, 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 no. no. It was Miles Teller and I can't think of his name. J.K. Super Rollins. bad. Who, who's super bad? Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never saw that movie no. where they they end up like selling guns to the military and they are like oh, making like, yeah, a shit ton yeah. of money off I, of it. I know about it. Yeah, so that movie was it. good. It was. I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. But again, I just wasn't so sure if Todd Phillips could like truly, you know, step up to the plate and like really, really make this like fantastic. Well, especially too, this is such like an iconic character that it's yeah. like, and you can see like where either it goes really well, but the actors themselves kind of like spiral and go insane or like it's done terribly like with Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the amount of weight that he lost... Yeah, I was going to say, like, he put his body through a transformation. Yeah, that's what he does, man. That's what he does. The scenes, too, where, like, he's shirtless and he's kind of, like, hunched over and you can see, like, his full shoulder blades. Yeah, It's insane. He lost so much weight for this. And then also, so, like, he made a movie pretty, I think I showed you at least, I I remember I showed you a few scenes of the the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was actually very similar to The Joker. Mm -hmm. Well, at least, like, like, what the topics were covering, which is all about mental illness, was a movie called you were never really here mm-hmm. and he is like playing a veteran and he's got like he's 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 mentally unstable and he's got like ptsd basically from what he's seen at war and then he goes around and he basically has like a like a he's basically like a hitman for hire and it was very very similar the movie it wasn't nearly as like comic booky obviously <laughs> yeah i mean this movie for the most part really wasn't actually no, it, it's very set like in reality yeah it, again like it, until really the end when he starts putting on like the face paint yeah it really kind of like you can see like this could be an actual city yeah exactly and an actual man yeah and, very uh, very different from what's his face uh when he did the other batman movies christopher nolan no tim they, burton yes tim Bur- very different from tim burton batman movies yeah tim burton's batman movies are. i don't some remember. of them are okay no. some of them have a special place in my heart but batman and robin is just garbage <laughs> It's just so bad. I, bat I, nipples. I, yeah, <laughs> serious. Bat, bat credit nipple. card. <laughs> um, do you do you have any problems with? Did you have any issues with this movie? You know, the only thing that I was gonna have a problem with, and I'm glad that they didn't do it, 
because spoiler like the big twist was supposed to be that Joker is Thomas Wayne's son because like his mother had like an affair with Thomas Wayne she when they were younger well, yeah yeah so that's that was like the biggest thing where it was like okay like He's supposed to be Thomas Wayne's son. I guess it would have been like half-brothers. Yeah, it would have meant that like Joker and Batman would be half-brothers. That wasn't like the biggest problem because, I mean, I I would have had a little bit of an annoyance from it just because it's like, why are you going for just kind of like a... like, like just shock pure shock value. value. Yeah. yeah. The biggest problem that I was going to have was at the ending when Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, and Bruce Wayne are leaving the theater when like all the riots going on. Because I was thinking to myself, like, how are they going to do this with him dying? Because obviously he's going to die. Right. And I was going to get really pissed if it was going to be Joker who went and shot both of them. So I'm very happy that it was just some random guy because in the comic books, it's changed many times. But like the original was like Joe Frost, Mm -hmm. who was just like this thug. Mm, Okay. And I thought that that was a really cool way to do that. I I thoroughly enjoyed the way that they interweaved like Batman, Bruce Wayne's like little Mm -hmm. story in there because they didn't overdo it. It wasn't like, you know, like so it wasn't super like, oh, my God, you know, eye rolling. Um, (laughs) And I thought it was I thought it was done very well. I mean, we've seen it a million times at this point of Bruce Wayne, his parents getting shot in the alleyway. Like we've just seen it so much. But at some point, you just kind of become numb to the fact. Okay, be Batman already. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I th- I thought that it was done very very well, and I mm-hmm. really really liked one of the last scenes when he's sitting in their room with the therapist. Oh yeah, and then he's thinking about it, and mm-hmm. he's and he's like laughing, and they, and he's like, and she's like, "What are you laughing about?" And he's just something. He's like, he says yeah, like just, just a, a joke. joke or something, and then it cuts back to like what he's thinking about is watching Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot, and then he's just like, "Yeah, you wouldn't really get it." Yeah, and I thought that was very, I thought that was great. That that would have been a good spot, to maybe like end the movie i mean i didn't i i, I like the movie overall yeah. like, i love the movie overall but, but. It, it makes like a cool point too where it's like because yeah the ending was like eh, where he's kind of like walking through the insane asylum with like the bloody shoes so obviously like he killed he killed this the, girl yeah and then he's just kind of like dancing to that's life by yeah. frank sinatra well, well yeah he was dancing yeah. right and then he started like running because they were like chasing yeah. him. <laughs> which was just goofy yeah that maybe was like one of the only problems i had too was like the ending where he's just kind of like running through the two doors. It was very Scooby Dooish. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was very Scooby Dooish. But I mean, overall, it wasn't that bad. My my only complaint, and it's not really even that much of a complaint. It's just I feel like Todd Phillips basically made a 2019 version of Taxi Driver. And I don't know if you've yeah, ever seen Taxi Driver. Yeah, I, I could kind of get on board with that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. it's very, it is very, very, I mean, it's got De Niro in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... Yeah, well, I was surprised that they got him in this. Yeah. I, 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 Yeah, and then, I mean, it just, again, like, I feel like it was, it took a lot from Scorsese's taxi driver and i was just like okay like it's it's fine i mean like again like i feel like uh, there's probably so many people though who who are gonna go see this movie and maybe have never even seen taxi driver don't even know what taxi driver is so i feel like todd phillips basically made like a taxi driver for the millenniums you know or the millennials so i think that who got shot because of taxi driver who got shot yeah somebody oh president 
I don't remember exactly who it was. I can't remember what president it was. It was a president, though. It was because of Jodie Foster. Yes, yes, um, that's it. Yeah. And I feel like he basically made a 2019 taxi driver with a DC twist villain. to it. And again, I don't, I didn't, I don't really care. Like, I thought <laughs> it was I, still pretty I, good. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic, but definitely inspired by Taxi Driver for sure. Mm. Do you have a favorite scene? Because um, I know for sure what my favorite, if not my favorite scene, like top two. Definitely. It's when he's preparing for the Murray show and he's watching the old clip back and kind of practicing how he's going to come in. Yeah, that was a good scene. And he ends with it where like he's trying to figure out like what to say. He's like, you know what, Murray? No, 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 no. You know what, Murray? Yeah, you know, you want to hear a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? And then like clicks Pulls the, the gun out. Yeah. So yeah. he was basically planning on killing himself. Yeah. Until, decided against it. Yeah. <laughs> the, because the like once minute. he finally got there, he was like, nah, you know what? Fuck yeah. this. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. It, uh, it's either that or it's at the last scene with the riot where he's standing on the car. That was a cool scene. And he like takes the blood and like makes yeah. the smile again. Yeah, that was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. But go uh, on. Go tell me. I, tell me probably not what you would expect, mm-hmm. but I think. I think my favorite scene, honestly, is right after he shoots the three guys on the subway. And he's dancing. And he's dancing in the bathroom. Yeah. And, he's, and, he's, and he goes inside the bathroom. He runs to the bathroom. He, he locks the door. And then he's just dancing. It literally gave me chills. <laughs> like, it literally gave me chills. He does, like, very weird dancing. Yeah. Kind of like ballet throughout the entire yeah. movie. Yep. And it, to a degree, it really works. Because, like, I believe that in the comics, like, he would do this. Yeah. That scene was... The scene was beautiful because mm-hmm. he did. He only took he, Todd Phillips only cut once, and I was actually kind of upset that he cut because <laughs> I really just wanted the whole thing to be one continuous shot. But mm-hmm. it was a it was a pretty pretty for the most part one continuous shot where Joaquin is just dancing in it and the camera is just like really low and it's just following him and it's like showing his arms and his legs and he's, and he's just like looking himself in the mirror while he's doing it and all that and I was like this is beautiful right beautiful again and I really like the the message behind the movie because at the end of the day I mean the movie everyone was like so stressed about oh my god it's so they're glorifying violence they're well, glorifying yeah. violence this movie wasn't even really that violent no. I mean you really look at it he only killed like about two three people he killed four people yeah no five no uh, yeah five yeah he killed the five. three he, he the, killed the one the guy that like goes yuppies. in his apartment yep the yeah. one guy in the apartment and then, and then one or Murray. De Niro yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you expecting that what, for him to kill him? Yeah, were you expecting yeah, him to shoot De Niro in the face? Yeah, I don't know about you two, but, like, I caught on incredibly fast in the movie that, like, they were hinting at the fact that he was Thomas Wayne's kid. Uh, Yeah, I, I kind of got it, but I, I, I honestly, that wouldn't have bothered me as much as it seems to probably mm-hmm. have bothered you. The one thing that I was going to be very, very upset about, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they switched it around and made it, and I was like, okay, like, I can deal with this now was the love interest the love interest yes. because i um, was gonna i was like this doesn't make any sense well, yeah because we talked about this in whiplash where it's like you hate like love scenes or like love stories that don't really matter in it so it wasn't even the fact that it didn't matter mm-hmm. in this situation it was just more the fact that it just wouldn't have made any sense because he goes and he sees her once in the elevator and then you know he they, they do like the gun to the head thing and like they have like and oh he okay. follows her yeah and then he follows her to her thing and then she like knocks on the door and she's like were you following me and then he invites her out to like the comedy club and then blah 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 and then like all of a sudden 
I think it was right after he killed the three guys, right? Yeah, he goes he, up he, and he like, goes in there her. and like, and then they imply that they, you know, that I guess they have sex. I guess. So. And then, and then she's just kind of there, like with him, like his when his mom is in the hospital, she's there, mm-hmm. like by his side, and it's just like they're dating now. All yeah. Of a when sudden. I and I was like, this is stupid. I'm like, this doesn't make any. Like, this is fucking dumb. But then when it's revealed that it was all in his head, mm-hmm. and he was just imagining all of those scenarios, I was like, that was pretty good, Mister Phillips. Yeah, that was wait, pretty good. I, I will say that, like, if anything, too, like, I would, I, I did not like the whole love interest thing, just like you, but it made sense just for that payoff of. Yeah. The payoff he's, is worth it. Yeah, he's schizophrenic and he thinks that he has the relationship yeah, with it. That was because, great. Because, because, dude, how great was that when he was sitting in her apartment? Yes, and it's like, oh my god, you're you're. She's like, your name is Arthur, right? You're like my neighbor, and he's like, he. Doesn't, I don't think he even says anything. And she's like, do I'm gonna call your mom or something? And then, yeah. I don't think he, he didn't kill her. He just kind of like leaves, right? I, I got the impression that he killed her. Did you? I didn't yeah, get because the impression. when he's in like the when he's in his apartment in the next scene because he's smoking like a cigarette and then just like uh, yeah. sitting on the couch and you can hear like the cops starting to come by. So mm. I was under the impression that he killed her. Maybe I don't know. I, I, that's I guess I guess we'll, we won't know. I guess that's more <laughs> we like, won't like know a until whenever. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really get the like the impression that he killed her, but that was a fantastic scene when he's sitting in her apartment and then he's like walking uh, when he's like leaving and the music was just mm-hmm. going and he was just going down the hallway. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. And yeah, then the music was great. Oh, in this, this movie. yo, the score is so good. Such, <laughs> such like dark. It reminds me of like The Shining. You remember that like, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah, like sound. Uh huh. Same kind of sound to it, where you get the feeling that like when he's walk, he's starting to like brood a little bit in his head, like yeah. he's thinking like, okay, just a little bit crazier. Yeah, yeah. Here I go. Yeah, and then I really, really, really loved when he fully started like transforming into the Joker, and he started mm-hmm. dyeing his hair. Yeah. That scene where he's dyeing his hair and he's dancing in the uh, his bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and he's putting on the makeup. Amazing. And yeah. Amazing. So, I mean... My favorite thing, too, about this movie is how they did, like, the idea for his laugh. Yeah, I... The, the idea that it's a fucking disorder. medical condition yeah. slash disorder yeah. makes so much fucking sense, and it's so original that, like, I, I can't believe nobody's ever thought of it. Yeah. Like, it makes so much sense to be like, oh, he laughs constantly just because that's what his disorder is yeah did you uh how did you feel about like his actual laugh i liked it yeah i I liked it it. was cool i thought it was cool i thought like him i don't know whose choice it was but Mm -hmm. i mean it was literally like joaquin's laughing Mm -hmm. and crying at the same laughing and crying yeah exactly at the same time but he's he's, like literally like laughing to the point where he's like coughing Mm -hmm. and yeah exactly like wheezing and it's just i mean i was like this is this is great this is great it's still not mark hamill's laugh because unfortunately like Mark Hamill will always have like the best Joker voice and the best Joker laugh. Yeah. But man, I really, I really enjoyed the fact of like how he did it yeah. and how Tom Phillips like did this for like his disorder. Yeah. Because there are points in the movie where like it actually gets him into trouble. Yeah, exactly. And it's not uncommon to happen in the comics too. Yeah. I think I think that was kind of like my biggest gripe with the film, and I mean I understand that it is a somewhat of a you know superhero ish, and well, yeah. <laughs> it is, it, it, yeah, it's like in the superhero universe. But I mean, again, it's very grounded. But like you, they still have like the little isms of superhero. Mm-hmm. So Do you like the, Alfred? Who Alfred? No, I, <laughs> you I, didn't like Alfred. No, he was in there like one scene. It was yeah. fine, whatever. Um, British. <laughs> I just the one thing uh, that kind of bothered me was just like the whole like the opening scene where he's a clown and he's you know like spinning the sign and those kids like grab mm-hmm. the sign and like beat him up. 
I was just like, <laughs> like it's very nineteen twenties kind of like it was just opening. Like, I was to like, eh, like just this doesn't, this is not realistic. And similar with like the guys in the subway, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't know, like I just feel like that stuff just doesn't happen. In Gotham, it does. I yeah, exactly. In Gotham, and, and, it and, very and, much happens. Exactly, and that's like what it is, right? It's like a su- it's a superhero universe, mm. so you got to put yourself in that mindset. But I mean, other than that, I mean, that was really my only thing, which is mm. like, ugh, like, did you, you see the super rat? I did see the super rat <laughs> when he's in the phone booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a small cat. <laughs> and then, <laughs> why is this such a problem in Gotham? <laughs> we have super rats. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this movie was, I mean, it's, it's about mental illness. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's about like the, you know, how we as a society and as a country basically don't treat people who are mentally ill with the proper care and concern that they really need. I mean, he literally has that one thing written in his notebook where he says like the worst thing about having a mental illness is everyone doesn't expect you to act like you don't have one. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, right it's before, true. and it's, right before he shoots De Niro mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, it's basically like having like a mental breakdown and he's saying, he literally saying that like, we don't care about people who are mentally ill because he is very, very, very much self-aware mm-hmm. that he is mentally ill. That's like the difference between him and somebody, you know, like a lot of people who are mentally ill, they don't know that they're mentally ill because mm-hmm. it's the, you know, their brain is just not wired properly. Basically. Either that or like too many people in their lives are telling them that they're normal. Yeah, right. So, you know, they think that they aren't fine, but he is very much self and he wants help and he's asking for so much help from like, you know, yeah. the his like therapist, like, when so, can like, I get on more like medication? Can you give me more medication? And then when they when they cut the funding and they're like, he's like, how am I going to get my medicine? Mm-hmm. And all he's saying is, I just want these bad thoughts to stop. Like, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. And I know that I'm not, you know, like the way I feel and the thoughts that I have are not normal. Even so, too, like that scene where it's like, when she's telling him that everything funding got cut, yeah. he's like, do you even listen to me? Yeah. Like, have you even listened to anything I said? Yeah. I'm saying I have nothing but bad thoughts and all you do is ignore me, yeah. which I'm sure like is an actual problem. In it's literally what too. I'm sure it is. Like, I mean, she, he says that like, all you do is like, say how, you know, how is work? How are you journaling? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? You just, and you just like, you know, rinse and repeat. You just ask the yeah. same questions to me over and over and over again. You're not actually paying attention to me. And I mean, yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? These people that these people who really do have illnesses are not going to get any better if we're not like you know funneling <laughs> the proper care to them. I mean, the homeless issue that we have is mostly like you know people who are mentally ill. That's really yeah. what it is. It's people exactly. who are mentally ill that can't you know like get jobs and whatnot because they're mentally unstable mm-hmm. and they can't do it. And, and we just don't care. Yeah. And at least not that we. Uh, I don't even know if it's that we don't care, but we definitely just don't like. We we push them to the side as a society to like take care of like things that are more pressing but i mean at the end of the day like everybody in this world is the pressing matter yeah like if we don't take care of the people that are on this planet then what's the point of the planet exactly so who would have thought that a dc joker film would have (laughs) like gone there you know what i mean it also takes like a political stance oh yeah very much just because it's like it's showing that like thomas wayne is like the big like billionaire yuppie who can just like buy his way into power and joker comes along and kind of like is the exact opposite of that and almost like leads the people to i mean not in the best way because it leads to a riot but like It brings the people together in unity for like a, a common goal, and exactly. that's to 
not have somebody like that in power. Yeah. And and one of my favorite things about Joker and like the line that always like sticks with me with him because I don't you probably never read like The Killing Joke, Mm-mm. but fantastic book written by Alan Moore again too. So he he likes snake gods. Oh but, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did Watchmen too. Yeah, and right. For Vendetta. Yeah, yeah. But he did The Killing Joke, and it's basically like an origin story of like how Joker came to be. And same thing too, like I really like the fact that like he's not, his real name isn't even Arthur too, and he's just really like an abandoned child, but nobody knows where he's from, which kind of plays into the fact of like who Joker is, because nobody knows like what his real name is, where he's really from. But the the biggest thing was like the line that's used in the comic where all I had was just one bad day. One bad day can turn you into me. Mm. And that's it's it brings up a good point where it's like this guy just had like a string of bad things happening to him. And after a certain point, he snapped. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I was very, very pleasantly surprised with this film. I think that they definitely did Joker justice. I yeah. feel like this is probably the best adaptation. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is at least like what else could you have possibly asked for? You know, like I feel like this is a pretty much the best origin story for the Joker that we probably could have gotten. Yeah, honestly, if, if you weren't going to do the killing joke where it like kind of very similar to it which they already did an animated movie for it but like had you not done like that route this is the best like organic way to bring about his character i thought so you know um jess my girlfriend she said one thing that i I don't and i don't quite know how i feel about it she said that she would have liked a lot more Mm -hmm. if at the very very end when he's sitting in the uh office with a therapist Mm -hmm. if on the on the opposing side of the table was harley Harley Quinn. quinn You know, for a while, I thought that the girl was Harley Quinn that he had, like, the love interest with. Mm. And I was like, don't, don't fucking add this in here. Like, I don't need this right now. Yeah, yeah. How would you have felt, though, if it it was Harley Quinn, like, at the end? Um, And just kind of, like, being, like, his doctor? I feel like that could have been kind of cool. It could have been cool just because, like, it could have been, like, a little, like... Easter, Easter egg, egg nod. Yeah. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, like I didn't need it. Yeah. The biggest yeah. nod was just like, hey, look, here's Bruce. Yeah. The Bruce thing. I, I, again, I thought that was done very, very well. Yeah. I where really... he goes to the house and just kind of yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I yeah. thought that was great. I was like, I saw, I look, I, um, he's trying to over like, play the with I was like, do you know who that is? <laughs> She's like, She's like, that's, that's, that's the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who Batman is. It's Clint Carr. <laughs> You don't even know his name. <laughs> no, but that's not what I don't think that's what she said. I'm no. pretty sure she she was like she was like I know. She was like I know. <laughs> I know who the Batman is. Or no, no, no. She was like, "Yeah, I know. I know who Clark Kent is." And then she looks at me and All she's right. like, she's like, "Are you the real Batman?" And I was like, "You're in the rear in the rock." <laughs> Are you the real Batman? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, man, was great. Yeah, I, I, like, I, and I you know what the thing really that's gonna get me tight things. Yeah, I, the only thing that's gonna get me tight is they're not gonna. He's not gonna win an Academy Award. He might, man. I don't think. so. I, I don't think they'll award it to a film like this to dude, to a I film. Well, yeah, just because of like the the, the subject kind of pr- matter. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it. I I would be very. I mean, the thing is, the Academy is getting better because there are a lot of like older people that are either dying or leaving, and mm-hmm. then a lot of younger people are more are coming into the Academy, and yeah. they are more about like you know more promoting uh, stuff like this where it's like, hey, listen, yeah. listen more to the message and not like what the story yeah, is. Yeah, and 
So, I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but I just, I don't know. I don't really see it happening. Plus, Todd Phillips won't get, I don't believe Todd Phillips will, will get. All I've been because seeing, Because they is, don't do is, they don't, he, he's he got um a whole bunch of comedy movies under his belt, and the Academy doesn't like that. But, I don't know, man. Like, all I've seen so far is that, like, Joaquin Phoenix is basically, like, stealing the Oscar from Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be a nominee in that too. Joaquin Phoenix has never won an Oscar. He's been nominated like four or five times and oh, really? he's never won. Yeah, he's kind of got like that uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio thing going on. He should have won for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. He should have won for Wolf, not fucking Matthew McConaughey for supporting actor. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. When all he did was the chest bump thing. Yeah, it was good though. It was cool. It was a great movie. I just wish he won that, but I mean. He got his due finally, and I yeah. I hope that this even though like it would be weird, I hope that this would be the movie that like Joaquin Phoenix gets the award for. Yeah, yeah, I he mean, deserves it. I think so. I think so. I mean, you, you just he just poured everything into yeah, this. Yeah, you you he can just see. poured every ounce of himself into this, and I mean it ju- it just shows on the screen. It really mm-hmm. does. And uh, yeah, I mean I can't I can't I, I was trying to think like who else could be like a Joker that would be like fantastic. It's hard when uh, when Joaquin Phoenix's name got brought up. I was like, please, that guy. Please. Yeah, exactly. Like who else? Like yeah, absolutely. Because who really else is there? Like method actors that would be able to pull this off that I that you can think that of are off like the top of your head. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Nicholas Cage. <laughs> please, yes. John Travolta. <laughs> Face off! <laughs> oh God, John Travolta! Ooh. Oh no! Oh no! Hey, did, did why I so t- serious? Did I tell you? <laughs> did I tell you that 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 the the, the lead singer, the like the guy who fucking uh, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit who directed that movie, Chocolate Starfish? <laughs> the lead singer of Limp Biscuit fucking directed a movie with John Travolta. You did tell me this, and it was Garbage. atrocious. <laughs> there was literally a scene in that movie mm-hmm. where. This guy is driving in the car with his son, and they turn the radio on, and Limp Biscuit is playing, and the dad's like, "Oh, turn that up!" And he like, and he like turns it up. And he's like, "Ooh, yeah, this, this is, is my, my shit." Yeah. He's like, "This is my shit." He's like, "What do you know about this? This is Limp Biscuit." And his son is just like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like the band what that died in early 2000. <laughs> just stop. Yeah, just stop. But yeah, and there's th- nobody that I can think of that comes to mind for it. Yeah, I mean, Danny Day Lewis back in his prime. I would yeah, say for yeah, sure because really the well. way the way he transforms himself into the characters. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, uh, De Niro back in his prime yeah. probably would have been fantastic because he's also you know a method actor for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Danny DeVito, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't really think. <laughs> What's of- up, bitches? I'm a man cheater. <laughs> It's always sunny in Philadelphia references. Mm-hmm. Sponsor uh, us, please. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, please. <laughs> Aren't they on the last fan. season? Um, who cares? I can't think of anybody else. That I, I really can't. Like, uh, who else could you have possibly done? Yeah, I don't know. I can't think There's of literally nobody that comes to mind. Not that is like, not like of this, like, you know. Uh, this generation, but just in general. Yeah, just like not anybody who's this good, uh, man. Joaquin, I'm telling you, Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors right now working in Hollywood. That's why, like, maybe, yeah, like, I mean, we were joking about it, but maybe Nicolas Cage in his prime. Maybe he Nicolas been Cage in like, his prime, honestly. He might have been able probably to summon prime, it. Maybe could have been like, like the, the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that could have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Uh, I have mixed feelings about Johnny Depp. Please tell us. <laughs> He's either hit or miss, honestly. Like he has like a very wide range of like what he can act, 
but it, to me, like most of his, and and my girlfriend Jess is gonna hate me for this, but like to me, a lot of like his his acting ability is kind of like stretched thin, where it's like it only seems like he cares for so long in the movie before he kind of just phones it in for his. Well, his I mean, when Tim Burton is just blowing you the entire time, well, yeah, you can do that. You can just it doesn't <laughs> matter. He's like, what? Why do I need to even try? I'm gonna get another movie exactly. anyway. But that's why, like, I mean, the Alice in Wonderland, the second one, he didn't really try that hard in it. After the second movie of Pirates of the Caribbean, he just didn't really try. Uh, halfway through Sweeney Todd, I was like, I can see where you're kind of just giving up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sweeney Todd, but... I like Sweeney Todd, too. That's, like, my own... That's, like, the only Tim Burton film that I actually, like, genuinely like from start to finish. I don't know. I don't really care for his movies. Yeah. They're not really They're for right. me. They're not for me. Except for um, Planet of the Apes. Tim Burton? Oh yeah, he did make a Planet of the Apes. No, it was <laughs> it was awful. It was awful <laughs> with Matt Damon. Yeah, 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 awful. The the, the masks that they Damon. use. <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So, who else, man? That's it. Are we done? Did we just discuss the Joker? Is there anything else you want to talk about? It? Is there any other? I mean, how did you feel? Like, the, I thought the train scene was cool when he when he, when he really when he cool. shot the guys. Yeah, I thought, even, yo, the fucking when the dude comes back to the apartment and he stabs him in the neck, and yeah. then like the short like, oh uh, yeah, he can't reach the thing, you, dude. That was great. That was, I mean, it was a good comedic moment, but it was also like, is he gonna kill him? Yeah. Like, what is I, gonna I, happen I here? And then he scared him too. He was like, boom. Yeah, yeah, right. It was great. It was uh, great. That and like when he jumped into the fridge, that was hilarious. The fridge thing was funny. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, again, and like, kind of going back to you were never really here, which is the other movie that I was talking about uh mm-hmm. it's very very similar like similar like mother-son dynamic that's mm-hmm. going on like giving her baths taking care of her like yeah. just, you know i did all love that. that too where it's like she had the mental illness as well yeah exactly and, like him going to arkham to yeah. try and get the files and like realizing mm-hmm. that like he was you know, adopted yeah he was adopted but also she beat him and like uh tied him to a fucking yeah, malnourished like, him yeah right crazy yeah crazy it, it just adds to the lore of him exactly like, and and so that, that still kind of like shows you like we, nobody knows like where he really came from yeah there's always been like this yeah there's always been this mystique about like the joker even so like in some of the newer stuff like the new 52 he has like a huge dragon tattoo that goes from like his back to his chest to his arm and even that is like where the fuck did that come from why did you get that where did you get that yeah 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 but like there's always been like this mystique about him of like who he truly is and where he comes from and you never really find out even so, like there was one thing where it was it was pretty recent in comics. It just it just baffles my mind that like they still make comics. I love comic books. I love reading <laughs> comic books, but I mean there has been like a wall that's been hit because it's either like you have to introduce new people, just make up new people, <laughs> yeah, and kind of like push out the old, or you reboot everything again, which yeah. is kind of what. DC and Marvel ended up doing. Yeah. But that's why, too, like, even some of the recent stuff with DC, with, like, a Batman comic that I read, where Batman was about to, like, put Joker away, and he whispers in his ear something and drops him, and he's like, how are you aware of this? Like, how do you know my family like this? So I guess even in the comics, they kind of, like, alluded to the fact that the Joker is part of his family. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Why, why, why would you have been so bothered if, if, if they were related? I don't know. I think it's just kind of like, it, to me, it's just like as a comic book fan, it's a cheap way to get like my attention for it. I guess for me, like, I mean, I don't really care about like, I don't really read comics or anything. So nerd. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm the nerd. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, it wouldn't really have bothered me. I mean, I, I, that would have just been like something that didn't really matter. Like, it kind of would have been like a throwaway thing. Like, it didn't, you yeah, know what I mean? It wouldn't have it, made sense. It wouldn't have added like, anything really. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like the way that they did it. The the scene where he where after he shoots uh, De Niro and then and then they're in the cop car mm. and then they get crashed and then the guys pull him out and they because re- they realize who he is that they realize that he is like the guy who's starting it and yeah. all that and they put they lay him out on the um, almost very like Messiah like. Yeah, like he's their yeah. god when, right now. Yeah, oh my god, dude! When he stands up and every the, the, everything's fucking, going crazy, it was a, it oh. was amazing. It's it's probably gonna be one of those scenes that like goes down in like film history. I think along with you know all the other things like Kung Fu Panda did. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I'm <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> Let's just review it already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This movie was great. If if you haven't seen it, please do. Uh, I really don't think that it's glorifying violence in any way, shape, or form. No. I mean, listen, you go if you if you have seen John Wick. John Wick are, is way more violent. That's, that's why than, I, I never got like this. this. You know I never what I got mean? this whole thing in the media where it's like, oh, don't go to see it because like. You know, it's promoting violence and everything like that. It's not. It's promoting... Every fucking video game, comic, uh, movie out there these days promotes it. Exactly. So why is Joker any different? Exactly. It's just... It just got the R rating and, you know, everyone's gets all crazy about it Mm. because, again, it was a more realistic take. And Mm -hmm. you, you... I mean, at the end of the day, you're watching a man go insane and at the end of the day you're watching him become basically a serial killer. So, I mean, yeah. That's the downside to it, but like... It's done in a way where it kind of sucks, but you sympathize with the serial killer. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know if I would say I would sympathize. I mean, yeah, like you do, you you do definitely sympathize with him. But I mean, you just you just understand, like you know what I mean. Mm. Like it's not about him. It's not again. It's not glorifying him. It's not saying like, hey, look, look, he's killing people. Look how like you know this is great. Yeah. This is awesome. Nothing like that. It's saying there's again there's a deeper message to this movie. Yeah, it's anything, about mental illness. It's about it's about us neglecting people that need help and then what happens when we or what could possibly happen when we don't take care of our people. Exactly. And if anything else done in like this is the Joker's way but like more so just enlightening the fact of like how some people can kind of like who have anything going on with their lives, how they can kind of like overcome it and become like who they truly are. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a good way to end it, man. Thank you. So that is our review of Joker mm-hmm. 2019. 10 out of 10, Phoenix. won't be seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're probably going to do another one of these with Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. If you don't know what that is and you don't know uh, who Robert Eggers is, he directed 2015's The Witch, which mm-hmm. we already reviewed, so go listen to that. Please. Uh, one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. And so we're definitely going to do The Lighthouse for sure. Yeah. Uh, whenever that comes out next week, I think. Well, yeah, limited, limited, uh, like the- theatrical release, and then full blown that theatrical release the following weekend. So mm-hmm. that's like the twenty fifth or whatever it is. Yeah. So definitely want to talk about that when that happens. But yeah, definitely go see the Joker if you haven't. And if you if you, if you haven't seen it, then we just ruined everything. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please listen to this first before going to see it. Then. <laughs> uh, and that's it. So Zach, take right. us out. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you Frank. Now send in the clown. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>